Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And today we are going to be continuing with the United States UAP Disclosure Hearing Part 6. This is going to be interesting because I got a sneak peek as to who the first (laughs) person is that they're interviewing and I'm like... What the fuck? Right. I know. (laughs) I had no idea she was part of this. This hearing is just uh, full of surprises. So um, we're going to, we start with the chairman moving on to Miss Ocasio-Cortez. Everybody remember her? That was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the... um, the very famous AOC, and I remember she was famously said that we need to get rid of the cows because the cows are causing farts, and the farts that the cows are making is causing methane, and the methane is causing global warming. So do we remember that from a few years ago? This is the one, AOC, and I believe she was trying to run for president last election. So, right now, she's a representative for New York. York. And that's where she's been. And she's very young. Mm-hmm. She um, A few years ago, she was only 34. So, she is, like, our age. I believe that she was born um, in, like, 83. Mm, Let okay. me see. I want to see now. I'm just... Now I'm curious. Yeah, we want to know more about Alexandria. Yeah. So, she was born in 1989. No, she's younger. Wow. Yeah. So she's, she's really pretty. right now. Yeah, she's really pretty, though. Yeah, I can't believe she's only 34 now. But anyway, so she went, like, um, she, I think she tried to, she's in, she tried to go for presidency um, last time, but she wouldn't have been able to. Maybe she said that she was going to as soon as she could, because you have to be 35 to run for president. Oh, she's not so, even old enough. Yeah, she might be running now, then, actually. So she is a member of the Demat- uh, Democratic. Democratic Party, and mm-hmm. she is a, and still a, re- a representative for New York. And she's been in the representative since 2019, J- January 3rd, 2019. So. so it looks like she's in New York's 14th congressional district. So that's very interesting. She was also the one that, um, she also was posting of her. She was wearing a white outfit and she was at the borders, <gasps> the, the fences, oh, remember? I remember? And it was a totally like staged picture or whatever, mm-hmm. supposedly. That was years ago. Um, I do remember that. And it's so funny because when she came up in this hearing, I was thinking, Gosh, she looks so familiar. Um, how do I... I mean, obviously, I've, you know, seen her. But I didn't put it two and two together with the whole fart methane thing and the... All yeah, of that. All yeah. That. As, soon as, as soon as you said, you're all like, the first one's going to be Ocasio. And I was like, what? AOC? Yeah. Because I, I had to spell out her name funny. Phonetically. Because, because I'm really bad at pronouncing things. So I was like, Ocasio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she was, uh, la, 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 she lost, or, no, she, she won, that was 2018, I'm looking, I'm just, I'm on the Wikipedia page, just, like, looking at all of her stuff, um, I'm trying to see if she ever, if she's going to run for president. Mm, maybe, she hasn't announced it yet, maybe. No, I think that she wanted to, she's gonna run in 2024, 
But that she should oh, no, be so on the hoping there. She's hoping, but she hasn't formally announced it yet. Because no, she should she already hasn't. do that, right? Yeah, if she, yeah, no, she yeah, she it. hasn't. Then she'll probably do it twenty twenty eight. Then I guess. Because I think I don't think that she has the. Um, I don't think she has enough support to do that yet. You know, well, like she doesn't like more people will go after like Robert F. Kennedy or like somebody else over her. I don't think I think that she's just going to focus on everybody else, like focus all of her um, endorsements and everything on getting a, somebody else elected, another Democratic. Yeah. Person. Well, right now she is really focused on the UAP disclosure hearing and she is heavily involved in this. Yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, so so we're going to start with her, and um, she starts her time... Holy shit, sorry. What? Kamala Harris is running for president. I didn't realize that. She is? She is, and you know who else? Tucker Carlson. Isn't he the CNN oh, person or something? Oh, no, Tucker... Fox News host. No, he's the one that got fired, and a lot of people were really riled up about that, and people said we should do... Remember, somebody told us our friend... Um, said we should do an episode on Tucker Carlson, and then we never... I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe... Because he got, like, booted. Uh, yeah, that really was a know. Fox News. Yeah. All right, so he's all, yeah. And then Liz Cheney, so I'd imagine that's Dick Cheney's wife. No, daughter. Daughter of former president, vice president Dick Cheney. Yeah, because she's 57. And so. Dick Cheney was with Bush, right? It was Bush and Cheney? I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I wouldn't have remembered if it was any look. Ted Cruz might have some traction. Yeah, and then there's Kamala Harris, and then we're just now looking at everything. Josh Hawley, I haven't heard of him. Joe Manchin, but look at this. He's 75, so he'll get in a 76. And it's just like, why can't we have younger? She's like, really pretty. We can't go off looks. No, I just, I've never heard of her. Christy. <laughs> Noam. 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 And she's 51. See, that's about the age that we need. We need like a, oh, look, she is on there. Number 27, Alexandria o Ocasio-Cortez. But this doesn't say that it says rumored. Oh, rumored. This isn't the official list. This is like. Oh, yeah. And then Elizabeth, these are all rumored ones. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Even the pretty one is rumored. A lot of these are rumored. Well, that's lame. Yeah, Kamala Harris is rumored. Yeah, all of these. Why do I have... This must be an old report. That's what I'm thinking now, because some of these people are running, for sure. So when was this I don't report? know. I'm trying to see. Well, I'm on people.com. <laughs> um, it was on August 29th, 2023, so not that long ago. Confirmed. Oh. Biden is confirmed. Trump is confirmed. DeSantis is confirmed. Oh, DeSantis is another one that people Tim probably... Tim Scott is confirmed. Nikki Haley is confirmed. So Mike Pence confirmed. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is confirmed. Asia Hutchinson confirmed. Vivek Ramazwa... Yeah, he's, he's very controversial. Well, no, because he, word for word, took Obama's speech... Yeah, he's very and, controversial. No, and, and I was watching the um, Republican um, uh, debate um, when it came out, like, what, like a month ago or whatever? I was watching it live, and, and, and like, I just got, like, the heebie-jeebies from him. Like, I was like, eh, like, eh, I don't want anything. Like, I feel like he's, like, I feel like he's a liar. I feel like he's, a, like, not, he's not 
real. You know what I mean? I feel like he's being put up to do this. He's he literally he took one of Obama's speeches and read it like word for mm-hmm. word. I mean, he didn't say anything that would make me want to vote for him, honestly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he he doesn't have my vote unless he sways me somehow. He, yeah. And I, mean, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Viv- Vivek? Vivek Ramsaway. 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 Whatever. What it is his matter. nationality? Not, um, I think he was born here, though. Oh. So like he's American. His, but, well, okay. the name, I don't know. Ohio his, native, um, India. Parents immigrated oh, from India. India. Okay, that makes sense because it kind of has that sound to it, like the name. Yeah, so Chris Christie, he um, was kind of funny on the debate that I watched. And there, okay, well, let's get back to the episode because we need to get going. It's already been like eight minutes of us just like bullshitting. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, um, you know, it's important to, to link. To, no, it's important <laughs> to link, link these things together. This could maybe segue into now. A uh, conversation about the upcoming election. I'm sure we'll talk about it again as it gets closer. Yeah. I mean, it's going to come up. So this is a good little, like, you know, precursor to that. We uh, start with Miss Ocasio-Cortez, who started her time by thanking everyone for being there and stated today is a hearing for whistleblowers. And she was thanking them for, quote, what they were putting on the line. Her first question was for Mr. Grush. She asked Mr. Grush, or she stated to Mr. Grush, you sat on the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon Task Force created in 2020 uh, by the NDAA, correct? His answer was simply yes. She then asked him, or stated, there there have been some things mentioned in this hearing I want to pick up on. Then she moved to Mr. Graves. She said to Mr. Graves, you mentioned specifically Boeing contractors being engaged in an incident with a red cube about the size of a football field. I'm wondering if you could speak about that interaction or either Mr. Grush speak on the interactions of the defense contractor companies and UAP related programs or activities. Mr. Graves stated the information the contractors themselves were provided by a witness, and he has no details in that relationship. Mr. Grush, of course, in his regular fashion, just stated in generalities, stating, certainly the contractors are the metal benders, the ones doing specific programs and performances on government contracts. So then she went on to ask, are they required to issue any disclosure regarding UAP sightings or do they engage in any reporting on this? Mr. Grush stated in terms of contractors, not that I am aware of. So the contractors, they don't have to report anything. And even if they're directly involved with the UAP, like if they're reverse engineering, yeah, yeah, yeah. if they're having an interaction of like um, he, they see them flying around or any kind of interaction, they don't have to say anything. Well, yeah, they don't have to. But are they are they under an NDA where they can't say anything? 
No, they're just there. They don't even need an NDA. They don't. Ha- they don't have to say anything because it's privately funded. Well, yeah, of course you don't have to say anything. But so if they don't have to, they're not going to. The government won't even say anything. All right. She went on to question further, and she also stated, when it comes to notification that you had mentioned about IRAD programs, we have seen defense contractors abuse their contracts before in this committee. I have seen it personally, and have also seen the notification requirements to Congress abused. I am wondering... One of the loopholes that we see in the law is that there is, at least from my vantage point, depending on what we are seeing there, there are no actual definitions or requirements for notifications. What methods of notification did you observe? If they say they notified Congress, how do they do that? Do you have insight into that? David Grush then answers, stating, Certain IRAD activities, I can only think of ones conventional in nature. Sometimes they throw, they flow through certain SAP programs that have authority over the Air Force or something, and those are congressionally reported compartments. But IRAD is literally internal to the contractor, so as long as the money is either profits or private investments, they can do whatever they want. Then he threw his hands up in the air when he said they can do whatever they want. Like he was kind of frustrated. Like mm-hmm. don't question the private sector. Mm-hmm. She then went on and she did question him. And she said <laughs> to put a finer point on it. When there is a requirement for any agency or company to notify Congress, do they contact the chairman of a committee? Do they get them on the phone specifically? Do they report through email to a hypothetically dead email box? Ooh. Yeah, so Mr. Grosh then says... A lot of it comes through the PPR, which is the Periodic Program Review Process. If it is a SAP or Controlled Access Program Equity, equity. Uh, equity, sorry. Then those go to the specific committees, whether it be SAS, CASC, or UC. She then directs her, quest- her next question to Mr. Graves, and she asks, one of your main concerns that the FFA was that the FFA does not have official pro- progress oh goodness process. gracious process to receive reports of UAP from pilots or others correct Mr. Graves simply said correct question man of many words <laughs> Mr. Graves doesn't really talk a lot honestly um then she asked, what data should Aero, the Aero program prioritize for potential collection? We have location, date, and time, but what are the other specific characteristics that should be included in these reports? Mr. Graves does answer, and he says, I think that there is two categories that would be important. One would be kinematics and understanding the specifics on how the objects are moving. Two would be a more zoomed out approach. 
of being able to look at origin and destination after and before the incident, as well as getting a better contextual understanding of how these objects are interacting with each other. The last question that she asked was an open question to all three witnesses. She, sa she stated, for the record, if you were me, where would you look? Titles, programs, departments, regions. If you could name just anything, and she says anything like really stresses, just name anything. Yeah. Um, Mr. Grush, of course, Mr. Grush said, I would be happy to give you that in a closed environment. I can tell you specifically. Mr. Fravor... A closed environment, of course. A skiff. Let's go can't, to a skiff. Can't ever say anything. The reason why we're here is to hear the shit, and mm -hmm. they can't ever say anything. So that's super exciting. Mr. Grush, it seems like he's been um, prompted by someone, I don't know who, to say the minimal is possible. Maybe a lawyer, maybe the government, maybe his family and friends. Mr. Grush is scared. I feel like he is. All of his answers, like, he's afraid. He always says, no, I can't tell. I can't discuss that. I can't do this. I can't do this. Well, why are you invited to this? Well, the thing <laughs> is, is he has the most information as a whistleblower, and he, um, he has said numerous times that he knows of people that were injured. He knows of murders. He knows of people being um, intimidated. And um, he hasn't gone into specifics, obviously, because everything needs to be in a skiff. But I think he's afraid of getting clittened. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Personally. That makes sense. But, I mean, everything is coming out in the open right now anyways. So it's kind of like, or, I don't know. Now's the time to do it, maybe. Or he was more involved in than what he's leading on, and he doesn't want to be implicated. Yeah. It could be that also because That's what it, is. it could go either way. But um, then Mr. Fravor answers the same question and says, you have to know where to look. They're not going to divulge it to you due to classification levels. Then he goes on to say, Mr. Grush said he can point you and then you have them. Mr. Graves stated, I was an operator, so I was defending on folks like Mr. Grush to do that homework. So they don't know. Mr. Grush is the only one that knows. Miss Ocasio-Cortez was out of time and yielded back to the chairman. We then move on to a new questionnaire or congressman. His name is Mr. Biggs, B-I-G-G-S, Biggs, who started his time right away saying he wants to get to specifics. He then says the witnesses have talked about misdirection by the, U the official U.S. government in regards with UAPs. He goes on to say last week, which, as a reminder, last week for them would have been July of 2023. He stated the White House Tennessee spokesman, John Kirby, stated that UAPs are having an impact on our training ranges and they need to be treated as a, as a legitimate issue. He then asked all of the witnesses, do you concur with this statement? And all three said yes. He then said... Mr. Biggs then said, having said that, I'm going to take you to a specific instance around the Phoenix Valley because that's where I live. 
1997, we had the famous Phoenix Light case. I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with that. There were two things that went along with that. The explanation was military training off of Luke and the Barry Goldwater Range. Do you know anything different other than the official explanation of those lights? Mr. Grush stated, only what's public about it. That was outside of my scope of duties. So he's not giving you nothing. Uh-uh. I'm adding the Phoenix lights to my episode list. Oh, yeah, so we can do that later on. Yes, in 1997. Um, and then Mr. Biggs, a question. If we wanted to, and then he paused and said, my question is along with one of my colleagues from New York, Miss Ocasio-Cortez. So he's just noting they both wanted to know this. Mm -hmm. If we wanted to find out more about that, where could we go to find out the files? Who would we address? And then he said, this guy's funny too. He said, I know you could tell me if we get into a skiff. And I know, no, he says, I know you can tell me, I know you can tell me we need to get into a skiff. So can you tell us in a skiff? And then he smirked and he chuckled and he laughed. Of course. Like everything's a skiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Grush, very seriously, he didn't take the joke, joke like lightly, like laughed with him. He just said very seriously, I could potentially give you that information. In the specific case, I'm not, I mean, I'm familiar with it in terms of public, but uh, I, I uh, could give you a vector in a closed environment. So, like, he totally stumbled over his, his words there. Mm-hmm. So, previously, he just said that he didn't have any information on it. And now, after he makes a little joke about, oh, we can go into a skiff... Now he's saying, oh, I can give you more information in a closed environment. After yeah. he just said he didn't know anything. No, I know. They're all so the, he's the, like, which is it, Mr. Grush? Do you know about the Phoenix Lights? Of course lights, he knows or everything. Or do you not know about the Phoenix Lights? He knows everything. He knows everything. He just can't say anything. But why lie about it the first time and say you only know what's in well, the public? Well, it's just like interrogation. Yeah. He's feeling interrogated, or somebody somebody gave him a symbol, a signal, to be like, okay, you can say it now. Like, maybe he's looking at somebody. Maybe. To look for somebody to, like, scratch their nose, or whatever their, the symbol could be, the signal, to be like, okay, you can talk. If he's if he's worried about, you know, his life. That's on true. The line. Then Mr. Big, Biggs said that would be good, and thanked Mr. Grush. He goes on to ask if it is true that UAP if it is true that UAPs are having an impact on training ranges and this administration considers it to be a legitimate issue what steps can Congress take to address training ranges impact He says I say that having two very large training ranges in my state Mr. Grave answers and says, some of the, some of the initial procedures have been in, implemented such as within the United States Navy. 
that have a range value report that gathers information from pilots. I understand that a service-wide reporting mechanism is still pending. However, that would be a great next step. Not for gathering information, but for showing troops that it is an acceptable topic and reducing the stigma. Mr. Grush answered, stating, as a recipient of a lot of those training range reports, sometimes we only get contextual kind of oral reporting. It would be nice if they attached all sensor data there's a system in place and that there's a system in place that can handle multiple classifications of data. That the issue that is the issue with the F-35. That jet was never built to be an ISR platform and it is a pain in the butt to get the data off. What's an ISR platform? So the thing that's interesting to me is that as they're getting these UAP reports, the only thing that, if it only 5% is actually being reported, they give that number later, but only 5% is actually being reported. And of those 5%, it's typically just um, eyewitness statements. They don't get any of the radar or any of the other sensory data off of um, whatever vessel they're on, whether it be like a submarine, an airplane, a jet, like whatever. They don't get any of that. Mm -hmm. So when they turn in these reports, the people that are supposed to investigate the report, another reason why nothing happens is because they don't really have anything to go off of. It's like if you just told me a story, I don't have any way to verify it. I don't have any data to back it up. So what Mr. Grush is saying here, it makes a lot of sense that they need to have a reporting in place that um, that it cannot just, it can hold different levels of classifications too. Because some of it's going to be top secret. Some of it's going to be, like, general information. Yeah. And they have to be able to put it all in the same collection system where it's secure. That way it doesn't get, like, hacked or yeah. something, you know, does, it's not compromised. Yeah. And to answer your question about the ISR platform, I think it's a radar platform, isn't I, it? I already Googled it. It's Intelligence, Surveillance, Target Acquisition, and Reconnaissance. Reconnaissance data. Yeah. So it um, collects, analyzes, and de disseminate intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. Oh, reconnaissance yes. data. These platforms use a variety of sensors and technologies to collect data from a variety of sources, such as ground-based sensors, airborne sensors, and satellite sensors. And that is off of CSMI.com. Mm -hmm. So, you took so long to answer me that I just Googled it myself. <laughs> yeah, so I knew it was a, a platform that was on the F-35 jet. Yeah, and it shows a picture of this jet, which I would assume is that... Oh, it went away. Um, that I would assume is the jet that you are referring to. None of these, yeah. F-35. That yeah. one's really sleek. Some of them are look very, like, sleek and very um, aerodynamic. This one is very, um, yeah, it looks like something Super like futurist, futuristic. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Favor answers the same question, and he says that he would agree with both of them 
being a user of those training ranges that the data has to be out there. You have to acknowledge what you are seeing, then you have to collect the data. Right now, the, the reports, it will say that someone will say some Someone will say something, but no one collects the radar data to back it up and do the research. So they're only getting that verbal acknowledgement of what happened. Uh, the next question was, uh, do you believe that the 2019 classification guidelines for the UAPs interferes with the federal government's ability to be transparent with the American people and do you think we need to be more transparent with the American people? Mr. Graves answered yes. I'll, I'll say yes to that. Mr. Grush stated I'm familiar with at least the UAP Task Force of 2019 Security Classification Guide. I think it's fair. I did actually help uh, author that with, and then he's interrupted by Mr. Biggs, who says, oh yeah, you got a bias on that that way. Yeah. Because Mr. Grush wrote it. He co-authored it. Yeah, so you can't really, that's... <laughs> yeah. Mr. Grush speaks over him and says, yeah, but I will say uh, a bit of lazy declassifying videos. I mean, I've seen some of the videos of the, you know, recent shoot down, and I saw no reason that it couldn't have been released. As long as they mask, you know, some data. The American people need to see that imagery and full motion video. And then like side note, I think when he's talking about the recent shoot down, I'm pretty sure he's talking about the UAPs shot down over Alaska and the East Coast, AKA China's spy balloon or UAPs that were just recently shot down because that's the only thing that happened recently before this hearing that I can think of. Yeah. So um, he said that those should not have been classified top secret in his opinion. No, they shouldn't have been. Yeah. Why and would they be? We, it's top secret, so that's why we haven't received anything on that yet. Yeah. Well, I, I still want to have an end to that, like a conclusion. It's been mm -hmm. quite some time now, and we should have more information and they need to release it because we all saw it we all you know mm -hmm. that was a big deal and it was going around the media so much and then just for them to not and then all of a sudden any gone. official report like what is the official report on that yeah like they know what it is they know like just put it out there like what is it are they going like i guess they don't want to lie to us I think that's one of the things that prompted this hearing is, you know, because so many things were happening. I think that's why this, that was one of the, like, I don't want to say, like, straw that broke the camel's back. But, but remember kinda, the Las Vegas aliens and just, like, all this stuff was just all occurring all at once with the, with, with the, the China yeah. balloon and then the, all the weird UFO sightings in mm -hmm. Canada and all that, or weather balloons or whatever they wanted to call them. And it just kind of snowballed into the And the yeah, six months now. later, that's what happened. Because mm -hmm. it started in February, and now it's this. Yeah. So then Mr. Favor answers, and he stated, I would think that, in my opinion, I will say, things are over. 
classified. Oh, okay. Like, he starts getting mad. And the thing yeah. is, Mr. Fravor is very chill. He's, like, retired. He's older. He's just, like, eh. He's just there to, like, tell you what he saw, you know, very factual. Yeah. But he's, like, things are overclassified. I know for a fact that the video and pictures that came out in the 2020 report that I had seen the stuff off the East Coast. So this is different, a different thing off the East Coast that he saw. He said it was taken from an iPhone. Off the East Coast, a buddy of mine was one of the senior people there. And he said that they are originally classified as TSSCI. And my question to him was, what was TC, uh, what was TSSCI? And then for, just because we have been saying that a lot, it does, um, you might already know this, but it does stand for top secret secretive, um, or I'm sorry, top secret sensitive compartmented information. Wow. So basically that's like the highest. The highest. The highest. seems very. It's very high. Exclusive content. And then he goes on to say, they're literally on an iPhone. That's not TSSCI. What? Yeah, so the images were taken off, like, just a civilian off of an iPhone. They confiscated the iPhone. They confiscated all the images, probably took them off the cloud or whatever. He's, or however they do that. And he said, that is not TSSCI. So they are overclassified, and as soon as they do that, they go into a vault, and then all of you have to go and look for them. So, like, now if you take something off your iPhone, that's top secret classification, compartmentalized information, whatever. It's going to go in a vault. That's how, that, how much they're overclassifying. Huh. And that was in 2020, so that was pretty recent. Um, so then Mr. Biggs asked... With overclassification, that may that may be one way. Are there other ways that the DOD or intelligence agencies are keeping this information from the American people or even from Congress? Mr. Graves states, I think part of that has been not encouraging reporting. If the problem is not something that can be measured, it's not something that's going to be fixed. Mr. Biggs was out of time, and he yielded back to the chairman. The chairman then speaks, stating that without objection, Representative Nick Lingworthy of New York was waived on the subcommittee for purpose of questioning witnesses in today's subcommittee hearing. Then we move on to Mr. Burleson. He starts by saying he has been here for six months. And he's pretty skeptical. He says, I don't trust anything in this town. And I think that's because I'm from Missouri. So you've got to show me. There's been a lot. It's the show me state. That's their slogan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even I know, know that. I only know that my family's from Missouri. That's the reason why I know that. Oh, show me. <laughs> it's the show. Like, we're the golden state. They're the show me state. Oh, I thought he was just being funny. No. Well, he is. Yeah. He's being but fantastic. I, I just thought he, like, made that up. But... Yeah, so he says, you've got to show me. There's been a lot of things being said in the public, Mr. Grush, and I want to get down to specifics. At one point, you said there has been harmful activity. Has any of the activity been aggressive, been hostile in your reports? Mr. Grush states, I know... 
of multiple colleagues of mine that physically got injured and the activity, then Mr. Burleson interrupted and said, by UAPs or by people in the federal government? Mr. Grush said both. Then Mr. Burleson asked, there, or stated, there has been activity, sorry, there has been activity by alien or non oh my goodness, there has been activity by alien or non-human technology or beings that has caused harm to humans. Mr. Grush stated, I can't get into the specifics in an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally, personally witnessed, and I have to be very careful here. You know, they tell you never to acknowledge trade craft, right? So, what I personally witnessed with myself and my wife was very disturbing. He then asked, one of my constituents actually sent this next question. I figured I'd ask since I have the same thought. You said that the U.S. has intact spacecraft, and you said the government has alien bodies or alien species. Have you seen the spacecraft? Mr. Grush answered, I have to be careful to describe what I've seen firsthand and not in this environment. But oh I could God. answer that question behind closed doors. Oh, my God. Why is he here? <laughs> Send him home and get somebody else to answer these questions. There's no point in him. <laughs> then he asked, have you seen the alien bodies? Mr. Grush. Wait, I can answer that for him. I, can't, I cannot answer that. But in closed quarters, in a skiff, I can. He actually said, that is not something I have witnessed myself. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> so he has not seen the aliens himself, but, but he's he has seen, seen the spaceships. spaceships. Fucking Christ. Yeah. Mr. Burleson then asked his next question. He states, another statement that was made is intriguing to me. It is intriguing to me because my view has been that we are billions of light years away from any other system. The concept that an alien species has a technology advanced enough to travel billions of light years to get here and somehow is incompetent enough not to survive Earth or crashes is something I find a little far-fetched. With that being said, you had mentioned there's interdimensional potential. Can you expand on that? Mr. Grush actually expands on it. No. He answers the question. Wow. He is now going to tell us about interdimensional beings that the government has been studying. But he's never seen them. Well, they're interdimensional, so it's a theoretical concepts that they're studying so they're not here they're in a different okay just go so let's, he actually let's... gives us something interesting cool okay? let's hear it so mr grush states to answer your first question i am here as a fact witness and expert but i will give you a theoretical framework at least to work off of 
regardless of your level of sentience. You know, planes crash, cars crash, and a number of sorties. However, a high, however high, sorry, a small percent are going to end in, you know, mission failure, as we say in the Air Force. Because the guy's like, how the fuck are they going to come all the way over here and then they're just going to crash? Well, he's just saying it could be mission failure. It could happen. Yeah. So he's not denying they're from another... Intergalactic... They're from another planet or another galaxy. He's just saying they have mission failure. Then he goes on to talk about the interdimensional beings. He says, in terms of multidimensionality... That kind of thing, the framework that I am familiar with, for example, is something called the holographic principle. It derives itself from general relativity and quantum mechanics. And that is, if you want to imagine a 3D object such as yourself casting a shadow onto a 2D surface. That is a holographic principle. So you can metaphorically you can actually cross literally as far as I understand but there is probably guys with PhDs that can argue about that. Question uh, from Mr. Burleson you have not seen any documentation that that is what is occurring. And Mr. Grush said, this is only theoretical framework discussions that the government is having. So it's just, it's not even real yet. It's just theories. So that's why he's able to talk about it. It would be like me having a theory like alien, like not aliens, sorry, unicorns exist. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's not real life, so that's why he's able to finally talk about something, but because it's, it's not real. Yeah, but it's not his theory, it's a theory that the government is... Whatever, I'm is just saying like that... testing or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's a scientific theory that they're testing. Yeah, like... So, so then, <laughs> Mr. Burleson um, states, Alcom's razor... Which I had to look that up because I don't, I didn't know what that meant. And it, it, the definition is uh, the principle that in explaining a thing, no more assumptions should be made than are necessary. The principle is often invoked to defend uh, reconstructionism or norm, normalism compared to the principle of paramyceny at paramyceny. I think I said that right. Um, so then he goes on to say that due to that <laughs> is that that these aircraft um, he's basically asking is it possible that these unidentified air aircrafts um, that they have been produced by domestic military contracts contractors somewhere else and is there any evidence that is what is being received like basically like how it, how do you know they're not fucking from this planet, right? Yeah. And could they just be from another like country? Another, no, like yeah. another country or something, anywhere. Oh, that's true too. Like somebody else sending up things, and then mm-hmm. we're grabbing them. Or or what if it is like where the trans transmission or whatever is like 
bouncing back like an echo or something back to us mm-hmm. what we're sending it's coming back but like distorted because it's an echo type yeah reverb thing yeah it could be you because, know what I'm saying? yeah i do because he said it could be like a shadow so yeah like it something. could be something that is like in like maybe the ufo is in space right yeah but and exists in space but somehow it's it's the hologram is like somehow it is casting uh, um, into our atmosphere so we see it like in our clouds but really it's still in space yeah like they say yeah. that people see mirages and stuff yeah yeah so yeah. I kind of think that's what he meant by that okay. but he did say interdimensional so he's could be saying it's from another dimension I don't know that's how I took it. Like, it was still in space, and then it was, like, somehow, like, a mirage casting it into our clouds, but really it's actually in space. But not that it's not real. It's just not really here. It's like a hologram. Yeah. Okay. So then Mr. Grush said, not to my knowledge, plus the recoveries predate a lot of our advanced programs that I'm previously, I am waiting on, so... And then Mr. Burleson cut him off and said, would it be safe to say that there could be a scenario today where you have an aircraft that crashes? And because it's involved in one program from uh, one federal agency, but the agency that retrieves it is not aware of that program, so to them it appears to be alien origin. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And then That's kind of what we were saying before, yeah, yeah. with the transmission and everything. And then Mr. Grosh says, that's a hypothetical situation. I'm not aware of any historical situations which would match that, what you described. And then he asks, so you're not aware that that has happened? You're not aware of that? And he says, I'm not aware of that. And he puts his hand up like, stop. Yeah, because you know why? He's finally speaking and people are like, oh, oh, we're prying him open. And yeah. like, okay, we're He's closing like, back up again. Stop. Never yeah. mind. Just kidding. I don't know anything. And then Mr. Burleson yields back to the chairman. And that is where we are going to end for Oh, good. So that's it then. That's it. And then we end at Mr. Grush saying, stop. So we're stopping. We're, yeah, we're, we're listening we're to listening, he, Mr. Grush. He, he left out. He, he gave us enough info for today, I guess. Actually, yeah. I think that's the most he's spoken in the whole fucking thing, other than I can't say anything. I mean, I can't say that anything. is the most that he's actually said. Like, him. Of useful information. Just talking about the interdimensional beings was, like, huge in my, in my mind, because I'm thinking, wow, it's actually, like, saying something here. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so, so yeah. you'll have to tune in next Monday to hear more about the la- the last part of this hearing. Yes. Yes. And don't forget that you can always watch us on Facebook Live while we live record all of these recordings. And you get so much more um, content and information and just things about us as we fumble our way through recording an episode. It can be sometimes fun, sometimes annoying. And it's fun. <laughs> It's fun, especially when you have balloons. Yeah, we have balloons because we're recording on my birthday, so Facebook Live is is seeing everything. Um, yeah, so don't forget to follow, like, share on all social media. It is Conspiracies Unlocked, and please email us with any comments, questions, phenomenal fan experiences. If you have anything that you have, if you have ever witnessed, have you a UAP? Seen, have you seen a UFO? Have, have you, you seen anything? Seen, yeah, I, well, we want to hear your UFO stories. I mean, I think everybody's seen a UFO at one point in time and, and been like, was that a UFO? Was it a plane? We want to hear about them. 
please send in your stories and we will um and if you live in texas um there was just a ufo that was uh reportedly shot down by some uh jets and there was a video i saw last night going around on instagram and uh, fam uh, some women did record it, and it literally showed the... I have to look it up more, but if you were there and you saw yeah. it, tell me about it. They, yeah, they I shot it down. Tell us about it if you were in the vicinity and you saw any part of it. That was like this week sometime. So our email is conspiraciesunlocked at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.